Welcome back to the Commonwealth Classical Liberal Podcast. This pod, like the Classical Liberal Party of Virginia or the CLPVA, is a home for those who believe in open markets, open minds, and free people. Thanks for joining us each and every week. Please listen, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and whoever else you'd like to indoctrinate into a liberty-minded mindset. So, hey, really glad to be here this week. Uh, last week, we had a full house uh, with, with Brian, with Chris, with Liz. This week, uh, Brian's putting up with me one-on-one -on -one again. So, Brian, welcome back. <laughs> Happy uh, mid-February uh, here. How are things going? Oh, pretty good. That's, uh, I'm just looking forward to they're not going to get any snow. Uh, let's just warm it up. Let's start. Uh, let's get the spring going. <laughs> yeah, you had your chance, Winter. Let's go. Let's move it on. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I had to uh, deliver my youngest son his car in Florida this weekend. And on uh, Saturday, my wife and I were sitting with our, you know, our waist down in the pool, enjoying 80 degree temperatures and glorious sun. And we were miserable about the idea of having to come back up here and, and of course it snowed <laughs> this morning. So I, I am 100% with you, but hey, this isn't a weather podcast. We're gonna jump into things we've got to discuss here today, but I'm with you on the on the weather desires, but let's, let's start this. So today we're gonna start a two-part discussion, exploring something important to all of us, our money. We'll look at the CLPVA's positions on taxes and economic reform, and we'll take half of that today and half in our next episode, which will be in two weeks, not next week, as we break next week to honor the George Washington birthday holiday. And I know that my fellow Virginians recognize the holiday as George Washington's birthday and not that other term used by many other states, not that we're going to use term here today. <laughs> so, Brian, I, I get emotional about this every year, Brian. I've gotten many long, un unwanted speeches uh, to teammates and friends explaining my belief on this, but... Uh, that's neither here nor there. So, <laughs> as we <laughs> oh, have, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Our, our, you know, Virginia's first son, right? So, but um, mm -hmm. as we have with other platform issues, I'll read the platform position to get us all familiar with CLPVA statement, and then Brian's going to help us break that down into chewable, consumable bites, as he so often does. So, Brian and those listening, if you'll tolerate me, I'm going to read a long part here. I'm going to read both parts today just to hear it, and then we'll come back and take the first part in our discussion. So. Taxes and economic reform, again, is referenceable on the CLPVA website, which I hope you check out and get familiar with. And it reads, as the sole purpose of government is to protect the inherent natural rights of all individuals and freedom of trade and commerce being critical to those ends, the proper scope and role of government is to maintain a fair and impartial rule of law in which individuals and commercial enterprises compete. Amen. That sounds good, Brian. But let's dig into it further. We therefore call for one, the prohibition on state and municipality granting special privileges or general subsidies or tax breaks to specific corporations to entice them to locate or do business. Two, the reduction of government spending on any and all non-essential functions, especially those duplicating or competing with the private enterprise. Three, focus on attracting business from within and outside of the Commonwealth by easing regulatory burdens and clear and reasonable tax rates. Brian, I like all of that. We're gonna talk about that, but let me just continue on and read the taxation purpose here or statement here. Taxation should be as low as possible and in the most voluntary mode possible with a strong preference for use taxation over income and property taxation. We therefore call for replacing income taxation with a general state sales tax modeled after the fair tax proposal, opposition to any overall increase in taxation, ending all taxation that requires state knowledge of personal business dealings and personal property 
And finally, the cessation of the taxation of real property, especially residences, which could result in the seizure of that property by the state. So there's a lot in there. We're going to take it in two parts, as we said, and today we're going to focus on those, the first statement and those first three bullets. So let's, let's start breaking that down here. Brian, today we're going to look at the opening statement, and I'm just going to return to that and talk about that one more time so we can hear it out loud again. So as the sole purpose of, of government is to protect the inherent natural rights of all individuals and freedom of trade and commerce being critical to those ends, the proper scope and role of government is to maintain a fair and impartial rule of law, which individuals and commercial enterprises compete. Is this a fair and partial rule of law, in which individuals and commercial enterprises compete what we have in Virginia today? Or is there a problem that we're trying to solve here? What are we trying to address? Why do we need this statement? Why do we need this position? Well, the statement is is is, put, is to put on our markers. But yeah. uh, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is in in the news recently, is that uh, Arlington and the state of Virginia have co uh, colluded to give a uh, a sweetheart deal to the owner of the Caps and the uh, and the Wizards to move from their ideal location uh, in the middle of D.C. Uh, to a completely new place being built, uh, built out in, uh, in Northern Arlington, and they're going to use massive, massive subsidies uh, and sweetheart deal to get them to move over here. Now, it's worth noting, of course, that the Wizards and uh, the Capitals are, are in very good financial situations. The owners of that are flush with cash, uh, <laughs> so there's literally no reason to give uh, super rich people uh, these, you know, wealth, basically handouts, the welfare handout. Um, there's, there's no reason to do that, but, uh, and that's the specific instance of the general principle here about the, um, you know, the fair and impartial rule of law, because other businesses, and, and certainly like, say, if there's a, you know, soccer, you know, like a local soccer uh, thing, uh, wanting to, they're, they're not getting any, any special, but they're not getting like a sweetheart tax deal to build a stadium. They're not getting, uh, the, you know, this sort, you know, this and that and the other thing in order to like, hey, let's support them. We're generally supporting everybody, which is another thing to consider altogether. But the fact is, is that the politically connected and the flashy are the ones that are getting special treatment, a.k.a. privileges given to them by the state. Uh, and usually without any sort of legislative uh, um, uh, interaction, I, I do believe there actually is some, uh, some rumblings in the General Assembly to try and deny uh, this thing, which you know, good for them, the, uh, the the assembly doing their job of oversight over the executive, just throwing money at, uh, at private corporations uh, to get them in there. But but yeah, I mean that's and the other thing, of course, is that everybody in Virginia knows there is a state monopoly on all kind of hard hard alcohol, quote unquote. Anything that's not beer or wine, you can only get it at a Virginia ABC store. Uh, the alcohol beverage can uh, control or you know, corporation, which is just ludicrous, uh, especially in a state that, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, because a lot of, you know, most people in the state pride us on, like, you know, free enterprise, you know, the market, et cetera. And then we have the Soviet-style uh, <laughs> monopoly on alcohol production. It's just uh, sales. It's, it's, it's ludicrous. Uh, the government shouldn't be in this business uh, at all. So that's what we're getting at with, uh, with that statement is the the government shouldn't be doing things that, you know, the that the private sector, you know, could and should do, and should treat everybody in the private sector fairly and the same, without you know lavishing privileges on some and uh, impediments on others. You mean fair, consistent, 
for everybody. That's that's radical, Brian. That's a radical approach to things. <laughs> we'll come back to that idea of subsidies to start things out. So let's let's talk about a little bit more. So let's let's look at the three recommendations. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to tell me what's the problem or issue you're trying to address, and how does recommendation help us address that problem or issue? So, because we're so coming back to this first one, the prohibition on state or municipality granting special privileges or general subsidies or tax breaks to specific corporations to entice them to locate or do business. And we've seen this, and Brian, we've seen this across the country, but we've seen this certainly in Virginia mm-hmm. as well, right? Whether it's, uh, you know, big companies, you know, whether they're technology or you know, uh, retail, like we see states and, and cities provide massive tax breaks to try and lure these businesses in. Why mm-hmm. is that a problem? And, and how does this recommendation address that problem? Don't we want businesses well, in our I mean- do we want to bring Amazon and, and Blue Origin and whatever else Jeff Bezos comes up with into our communities? <laughs> well, I mean, a- absolutely for, you know, general economic development, for people who are, you know, for free enterprise, people going over and it's like, I see a problem. I'm going to like start addressing the problem using, you know, you know, private money, community, you know, funds, putting it together, et cetera, that, you know, that's, that's what America is built on. So that's not the issue. The issue is, and it's precisely that is the enticement and the specific uh, granting of tax benefits to specific corporations to get them to come in. And, you know, one, I mean, there's the instance of fairness, of course. So it's like if you're a homegrown business, you've, you know, you've worked yourself from the ground up, but you don't have like billions of dollars to throw around. Uh, you know, so you, there's no clout in, in helping you. You're subjected to the, the you know, the full weight of the Commonwealth regulations on, you know, business, every, you know, the county or the city that you're in as well. Uh, nobody, nobody's giving you, cutting you any uh, slack. But then all of a sudden, uh, Amazon comes in and they're just giving away the store uh, to try and get them to locate. And the promise is always that, oh, well, this is an investment, quote unquote. Um, we're going to get more back than we put in. That's literally never happened. <laughs> it's, it, does, it doesn't happen. Uh, and the problem is, once you've given away all the, this money, these tax, uh, either you're not you're you're giving away the revenue uh, ahead of time, so you're, you're not spending anything, but you 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 know you've already said I'm not going to get any money from that for for a while, um, it, or you are actually committing to uh, paying off these things in some of the worst deals. That's all. All money is fungible, so if it's you know whatever is being taken away or given away. Is stuff that's not available for things that are more legitimate uses of uh, of state government, like maintaining the general uh, infrastructure, and and that includes like libraries and uh, the school system, but you know, which we addressed before about other things. But these the the other things that go on to build, you know, the state that for the county, like for Alexandria or Arlington, that they could be doing, but instead they're just throwing all this money at a corporation that makes billions and billions of dollars uh, that does not need this uh, at all. And we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't be doing that. If they want to go over and locate, that's great because the Commonwealth is awesome. We've got really you know, good resources in terms of our people, our natural resources, and our infrastructure. People should want to do business here and locate here. But because of the benefits that the Commonwealth brings, not because they're being paid to. So, and it really ties that, in well to the third recommendation, which you're going to come through in just a minute. I think you know, that we want business, right? There's absolutely a pro-business, you know, party. Right? We we want business, we want commerce, we we want trade, we want transactions, we want jobs. But it's about doing it so that everybody's 
you know, on the same footing, right? Every, every people, just like we see, you know, those with the means, you know, able to pay minimal taxes because they have, you know, the professional tax uh, assistance and support and loopholes. And, and then, you know, Joe Small guy is, is paying through his nose. That doesn't seem right. And similarly, we don't want to see subsidies to giant corporations that have billions of dollars. And then, you know, here, here's a young entrepreneur trying to start a business and, and they're getting hosed by the state, right? So it's, it's really about just treating everybody equally, not, not any way to slight businesses. Is that, is that a fair statement? Oh, well, well, right. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. And also, it's not the, I mean, tax breaks are not the, the issue. It's the specificity and, and the special privilege nature of, uh, of these tax breaks. Now, if they want to go, if Arlington wanted to go over and basically just slash, like, hey, look, we're having the tax holiday, or anybody who wants to build will give you, you know, if they, basically if they make a blanket policy, here's our, here's our development policy, here's our tax, if you do X, you will get Y, and that's open to everybody. Yeah. That's a whole different situation, uh, especially since, it's a, again, it's a lowering of, like, regulatory. I mean, any time we can roll back the, the, uh, the influence of uh, the coercive you know, sector versus, you know, the cooperative sector, that's always a good thing. Uh, even if it's just, you know, it's like, I will stop, uh, arbitrarily stop messing with you. You know, we take your wins where you can. Uh, but it's the, what's galling, especially like in the, uh, in the Wizards and the Caps uh, case, uh, is this is something that's given just to them. It's tailored for them to bring in, whereas it's, it's not something, if somebody else wanted to go and you know, do another development there, they're not going to get the benefits. They're not going to get the, you know, all these sweetheart deals. Uh, about oh, oh I want to put a like a soccer stadium in here. No, they're not <laughs> like screw you. You know you're we don't care. You know care about you. We want to get those other ones because they're chasing clout uh, instead of doing uh, the good work of the people uh, and have, having a fair and regular and standard system that applies to everyone. And that's really comes down to is, is treating all people and all businesses equally. Even if Governor Yunkin wants to rock the red and support his red vest at a Caps game, that's not really. What we're working <laughs> here. So, hey, let's move on to our second recommendation here, and then we'll come back to a very related one in number three. But Brian, the second bullet says the reduction of government spending on any and all non-essential functions, especially those duplicating or competing with private enterprise. Right. So, w- what is the problem here, and how does this address that problem? What are we What are we calling for? Why are we calling for it? Well, the, I mean, obviously, the biggest target there is the Virginia ABC, uh, which just has to go. Um, I mean, it's even—it's not even making you know much money, if any, uh, for the state. So it's not even like a cash cow. Uh, but generally speaking, uh, this is—we're putting another marker down uh, as far as the economic reform is saying—is that the <clears throat> government spending should be focused on the things that government is supposed to do, uh, rather than like going over and like, well, maybe we should go and start—we'll uh, invest it in you know a distillery. Why? You know, no reason, but or we should go and do some real estate. Oh, we're going to get into that. Or we're going to get into, or for you know, this case is telecommunications. We're going to we're going to set up our uh, a municipal uh, Wi-Fi you know, event. Which you know, again, there's there could be some nuances around that. But I'm I'm I am open to the idea for underserved places that have, because of the nature of. Uh, you know, it's like rural, like I live in the country. So I'm acutely aware of the economics of getting good um, internet uh, out to us. 
uh, it's just it's it's difficult. It's it is a legitimately difficult problem, uh, and in some cases there there might be, and again, a stress might uh, be a role to prime the pump a little bit. You know, that's the only heresy that I will uh, I'll just tick my toe in that heresy uh, by by you know by pointing out it's like places like Richmond have no business being in the because uh, the, they are well served by you know Verizon, Comcast, all the cell networks, et cetera. Uh, no business being in like any kind of municipal Wi-Fi competing against uh, you know private uh, corporations in that regard, uh, et cetera. And to note, even as a country person, as a as a denizen, uh, it's gotten a lot better. Well, not with Starlink. Uh, there's multiple uh, fiber that's coming out, uh, including one that's completely outside of like, one is being subsidized sort of uh, by the county, but mainly in the way of like getting rid of regulations, which is better than, you know, giving the money. Uh, and they're partnering with the electric company uh, to do so. But there's another company, another fiber company that's doing it straight up on their own. Uh, they're competing and laying down fiber uh, through the suburban parts of, of Hanover, sure. But point being is all the people say, oh, no one's going to invest in that infrastructure. Only the state can do it. Baloney. <laughs> they're already doing it now. So that's why I would be very, very hesitant and said there's kind of a high bar to like going over and saying like, okay, we'll get the state involved in provisioning uh, internet. Okay, sure. One very specific thing, and knowing that we want to roll that off of the state's books as soon as we can, not as like, oh, this is an ongoing thing that we'll do forever. No, absolutely not. So that's the point, uh, is that we've got to focus the uh, energies of all of the, you know, like the, at the Commonwealth level and city and localities, doing what they need to do: infrastructure, basic safety, uh, you know, basic, uh, you know, law and order, the you know, judicial systems, etc. All these things. Let's do those first, and also, and more importantly, taking care of the people, you know, for the existing uh, safety nets. Those are, you know, all those the general, you know, social services which. Again, we can get to later are being are themselves being sidelined by all these little vanity projects. Yeah, you know, like the social services in Arlington are going to take a hit from the from the subsidies that are beginning to uh, multi-millionaires yeah. to build a sports stadium. There, and, they're going to take a hit. And that's what's important here is that this you know, this position is yes, it's not extreme. Right, we're not saying the elimination of government spending. Right, but it's it's the reduction. So where where the market can provide a good or service, then then maybe allow the market to do that. Right. So the example of ABC source, if ABC evaporated tomorrow and the private sector is allowed to provide you know liquor to Virginians, I'm pretty confident that that industry mm -hmm. would take off pretty quickly. There are many that would mm -hmm. seize that opportunity. Right. So it's not it's not calling for the elimination of all government spending. It's 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 reducing it where it can logically be reduced open a consideration where it may be critical, right? But but we want to think about that a little bit. We want to be, uh, we want to scrutinize those investments. We want to make sure they really make sense. And I think an important part of what you alluded to, they should eventually sunset, right? We want to see those transition to mm -hmm. private industry when it's reasonably possible for them to be sustained by private enterprise, unlike our, you know, permanent ABC. We talked about this last week, and we discussed, you know, if, if, if cannabis stores opened up, similarly an ABC store, you know, would we forever have 
you know, state-run cannabis operations. And, and that's not necessarily the ideal situation for alcohol, for cannabis, for internet, for, for, for EV charging stations, right? There might be a, a window of opportunity, but not a permanent state of being. So, so that, that makes sense, Brian. I think, I think it makes sense to most people when they hear it. So let's come to our third bullet, which I think really ties in closely to the first one. And here we're saying, hey, Virginia should focus on attracting business from within and outside of the Commonwealth by easing regulatory burdens and clear and reasonable tax rates. And it doesn't say it here, Brian, but I think the idea here is that we want to ease regulatory burdens and apply clear and reasonable tax rates for all consistently. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're trying to do here? Exactly. Well, yeah, because Virginia has, uh, has rightfully prided itself on being a great place for, uh, for business. We're a business-friendly, quote-unquote, state. Uh, not because we're going over and giving sweetheart crony deals, really, but because Virginia has uh, traditionally maintained a, a, you know, a solid rule of law here, these straightforward regulations, and, you know, the, the regulatory burden is not onerous, like, such as in California or New York, uh, so, you could, you know, so you could do business. Now, there, there's more than there should be in a lot of places, but overall, we're, we do pretty well compared to, uh, you know, all the states. So the point being is that uh, I believe in, you know, you know ver- the, the Commonwealth, the greatness of the Commonwealth. I mean, I believe in uh, all of the people everywhere in, in the state, even out in the, you know, in the mountain, in the mountain west. Uh, we're a great place to live, to do, you know, work, to do business, uh, and to have fun. And the, the more that we can go over and get rid of arbitrary, you know, uh, regulations or anything that's going to keep people from investing in us, uh, yeah, coming to the state because we're really attractive, you know, you know, destination for capital for people who want to build for out of the state. You know, they want to build stuff. They want to build things locally because we've got a really educated population. Uh, we're close to uh, ports. We're close to government. Uh, you know, we've got a really good infrastructure. There's lots of reasons independent. We don't have to bribe people, I should say, to come to Virginia. We just have to make a nice, you know, sane, regulatory and, you know, working environment in there. So we just cut away all the little, like, especially the sweetheart regulations and the, and the what? We get rid of all that and we say, hey, Virginia is open to business. Come over here, you know, make your trades, uh, you know, make your, make your business plans, build, succeed or don't succeed, or then we'll move on to the next thing. That's what we need to do. That's what government is here for us. It's not to guide like, oh, well, we want to develop Virginia in X direction, or we want to you know, develop this region this specific way with a central plan. No, that's, that's not in the cards. It shouldn't be in the cards. Uh, we should allow Virginia to be developed by Virginians and have a framework that everybody knows ahead of time and can work in that's open for everyone. Yeah, that's right. We, the, the goal is here to make, make Virginians appealing to businesses to start up by Virginians as it can be, and to attract those businesses that are realizing that California is a really difficult place to do business, that New York is a really difficult place to do business, and say, hey, come on down, come on over, join the Commonwealth, and then you've got a great workforce, you've got great great sites and sounds and places to be and work, and your, your people will love it. I think you know, it's important to note, Brian, Virginia is the um, 12th most populated state in the union. We are the 13th uh, biggest economy by, based on GDP. I always compare that to North Carolina, who's our neighbor, right? North Carolina is a little more populated. They're the um, ninth most populated state, and they're the 11th biggest economy. So you know, by comparison, per capita, we, we've got a higher GDP 
we're a great state, a great location, a growing economy, but, but we wanna make it appealing to everybody, right? A great place to do business, to start business, to bring your business. And we want that to be fair, whether you're the Washington Wizards or anybody else, right? We want it to be treated equally and fairly. Everything we've talked about, Brian, seems to be about creating opportunity, taking away special privileges, making things fair and equal. Am, am I missing something here? Are, the, are these practical, reasonable positions for you know, a state and for people to take? Or, or, are the, are the, or is there something radical that you're hiding here that we're just not paying attention to? <laughs> No, the, the, all of our radicalness is uh, right, right there. It's like you know the, the, the radicals of actually trusting you know the people for the fair and neutral rules that the Commonwealth will succeed. Um, where we can only be uh, be better. We don't have the problems that we have are not insurmountable by the community itself. And uh, yeah, these are just it's straightforward. Trust the trust Virginians. Let's let Virginians do business and stop trying to chase you know to chase clout. Uh, we can build something our, uh, on our own and, you know, locate, you know, like big sports franchises could come here if they want or not. Uh, but that's going to be on the terms of Virginia, uh, the strengths of Virginia, not because, again, not because we bribed them uh, to come here. I mean, look at what, I mean, just as another uh, thing, uh, the city of Richmond uh, basically gave, <laughs> uh, built a practice facility for you know the former Redskins now commanders, uh, you know, to have a little practice, they used it for like three years, and they abandoned it. Uh, the city is still paying for that, yeah. even though the Redskins, I mean the the commanders, don't use it anymore. Uh, and that was you know that was money that could have been used for other things. That was a, a parcel of land that could have been developed for other things. I mean there's a, there's no lack of economic development going on in Richmond in the private sector. I mean, people are putting up uh, apartments and businesses left and right. I mean, there's so many breweries. You throw a, you throw a baseball, you're going to hit four of them uh, that are propping up in, uh, in Richmond. They didn't need to do this. They just gave a whole bunch of corporate welfare to <laughs> Dan Snyder for three years of clout just so they could say, hey, look what I did. You know, whereas, you know, if, if I was a resident of Richmond, I would rather say, like, hey, I'm, look what you did. You didn't do the... You didn't fix the potholes. You, you didn't fix our, our water problem. Uh, you didn't fix <laughs> this, that, or the other thing. Uh, I don't care about their, your clout chasing. Chase clout by doing better at your job. So that's, again, we don't need to bribe people to do work in Virginia. And, and, and you know, sports um, stadiums, arenas uh, are, are notorious for sort of the, the high cost and, and non-reasonable return just like high-speed rail ideas, you know, that, that always end up costing mm -hmm. taxpayers, you know, millions and millions more than they ever imagined, and oftentimes they never get finished. Um, it's, it's, it's a frustrating thing. But, Brian, I think these have been really practical, you know, reasonable proposals. Again, nothing secret, nothing radical here, but really trying to make sure that Virginia is a fair place for all to work, to thrive, for opportunity, for all Virginians, and for all those who would like to come and be part of the great things the Commonwealth has to offer. So really appreciate all that. I think next uh, next one will be a little bit more interesting as we get into the complex sometimes issue of taxation and what are you talking mm -hmm. about here with this, uh, you know, getting rid of a sales tax or applying a sales tax, what do you mean? And so I think there's, there's a lot of things for us to dig into on the next uh, podcast and we'll be sure to do that. But as we wrap up today, thanks for sharing your, your ideas and the input here on a more economically fair and viable Virginia. Any, any final thoughts relating to that or otherwise, Brian, just like to throw out there for those that are listening today? Well, no, I just that the, the, un, uh, remember that the, 
this is sort of like there's low hanging fruit here. Uh, the, all the prob- a lot of the problems we have in Virginia could be solved simply by stopping to doing the things that, you know, the lo- state and local governments stopping doing things. Uh, there's so many uh, like low hanging fruits. It doesn't require any spending. Doesn't require any cutting of spending uh, to to make uh, Virginians' lives better. And this is one of the aspects: is that uh, you know tackling that regulatory state and get rid of, get rid of the sweetheart deals and loopholes and privileges, uh, and letting everybody compete on a fair uh, and even playing field. Uh, that's just common sense. That's what people claim to do. And then in the back you know back room you know, whisper, whisper, carve out, loophole, et cetera. Uh, we're saying no. Let's just make this up front, get it straight. Yeah, and then we, then in whenever there is, like, an exception, an edge case to this, then we could talk about that rather than saying that's the status quo. The status quo should not be uh, special dealing. The status quo should not be loopholes. And what about me? Well, what about me? What about me? The status quo should be fair and even and then if there has to be an exception on an edge case, then we talk about that specific edge case. And to your point, keep it, we you know, limited with a with a sunset date, you know, an exit strategy for like we're going to get in, do what we need to do, and then get out, leave it back to Virginians uh, to work. Yeah, I, I appreciate all of that, Brian. Thank you for all that. I'll, I'll share this as we close. You know, a, a a definitely not a secret. Something I've shared, shared many times. It is it is my dream that one day. I could bring a true uh, sports organization, a professional sports organization to the Commonwealth, not a team you know, named Washington, anything, but, but a team named Virginia for Virginia. That's my, uh, that's my longtime dream um, here for the Commonwealth and, and, and for myself. So maybe one day I'll have the means to do that. And if that day ever comes, Brian, I will not look to Richmond to build me a stadium nor to subsidize mm-hmm. my professional sports team. But that's neither here nor there. That's a, a story for maybe 20 years from now if, if things go well. But, hey, great way to wrap things up today, Brian. Thank you for sharing all that you shared. Again, for those listening, we will not be here next week as we celebrate Virginia's son, George Washington, our first and maybe finest president, George Washington. Celebrate his birthday, recognize him, and appreciate all that he contributed to our state and our country. So we'll be back in two weeks to talk further on economics, on taxation, and important issues to all of us because they hit directly in our pocketbooks, on our dinner tables, and in our homes. So Brian, once again, thank you very much. And to all of our friends who are listening, thanks for being with us for this discussion as we continue to explore ideas and activities to support a more open, fair, and equitable Virginia. We're glad to have you with us. Please consider joining the CLPVA and helping us to fight for a better Virginia for all businesses and entrepreneurs. Thanks for being part of this community. And again, we'll be off next week, back the week after. Until then, here's to open markets, open minds, and free people. Cheers.